When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sounds, the Consequence Podcast Network. Uh, big hello to all the subscribers. Thanks for checking out the series every week, the multiple interviews that we put out. Uh, new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you're not a subscriber, uh, follow along with us. It's a great way to keep up with all your favorite artists and what they're up to right now. Just uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts from, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, uh, but also Spotify and YouTube as well. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today my guest, Leslie Odom Jr., Maybe you know him as the actor who played Aaron Burr in Hamilton on Broadway. Maybe you know him from his uh, solo records, his first one, the jazz record, the Christmas album that came out a couple years ago. He is back now with his third record. It is called Mr. And it's his first album of original material. In fact, Leslie and I are going to talk about that, what the challenge was like to create something from nothing. He ended up at a songwriting camp at Skywalker Ranch. That's pretty interesting in itself right there. And it's resulted in this record that has so many great styles. We'll talk about how it all kind of pulls together and his kind of concept behind the music. 
which finds him both uh, connecting his own past to present, but also connecting really classic sounds to really contemporary moments in music. And it's got a great balance, too. Up-tempo party music leveled out with some really poignant moments. There's the Mr. Tibbs audio sample that's dropped right in the middle of it, which is something, when used, usually speaks to something. And that is also the case on this Mr. Record. And when you pair that with uh, knowing that at the same time, Leslie Odom Jr. was also shooting his parts in the movie Harriet's, well, I had to wonder, does one speak to the other? Does one part of his job speak to something with a record like this? And we'll discuss that in depth as well. And he also tells me he's going to be in the uh, the new Sopranos movie and how even that finds ties into this new album. And news on the upcoming tour, it's his very first tour that he's about to embark on. And lucky for him, it's going to be behind a really strong album. Talking about the record called Mr., it's Kyle Meredith with Leslie Odom Jr., I'm good, Kyle. How you doing? Congratulations on this excellent album, Mister. It has been so much fun to listen to this record. You knocked it out of the park. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, it's billed as you know your first album uh, of original material. And what was the different uh, challenge for you this time around? You know, more than just obviously, I, I had to write the songs. <laughs> like, what was really different about yeah. this process this time? All of the albums have presented such unique little challenges. I'm almost afraid to say I'm excited to see what the next what the next <laughs> album you know presents. But you know the the first one you know those those jazz standards trying to make them feel vital and contemporary and fresh was the challenge. The Christmas album um, the Christmas album was like a, a tricky one. You know if you if you will believe it because you know though the thing about Christmas music is that it needs to sound sincere. Mm-hmm. You know it really needs to feel and sound honest. And so you know we've been singing Christmas music our whole life but you go into a booth and you try to record one and you listen back and you're like yeah that i I can hear the cynicism (laughs) or i can hear the you know like the the half-assedness but this one it was just yeah like a lot of these songs started as journal entries you know so they were incredibly personal and i and i didn't make it alone you know because i think you know there's some singer songwriters you know who if i guess if you if you can make an album top to bottom in your bedroom by yourself you might have le- a few less challenges than i did you know on this one but it was trying to do this extremely personal thing in a very collaborative way cuz i had a big you know i had a big team of producers and and collaborators and so um it's trying to get everybody on the same page we got there eventually but it's not the most comfortable journey getting there always but i often think that that tension you know you can make great art out of that tension and as part of the story goes, and I think that the name Skywalker Ranch jumps out at a lot of people, you went for a songwriting camp. What tools would you say you were lacking and what did you pick up from that? I really needed help organizing my <laughs> thoughts and I really needed help, you know, streamlining it, making these random thoughts and ideas that I'd collected over you know, a year and a half, two years, you know, making that all make sense into one project. Cause I want, I did want to, I didn't want to make an EP. I didn't want to just put out singles. I really wanted to make a single work, a, a piece of work, you know, something that spoke as one thought. And so I needed help and I was very grateful. I, I called my most brilliant friends that I'd been dying to work with. And my manager called some people and we, yeah, we got about 15 writers together up in San Francisco. And over the course of, it was, it was, 
four days, really, over the course of four days, we organ we we did all those things I just I just described to you, and then it was another sort of ten or eleven months after we we got the blueprint up in San Francisco, and then it was another ten or eleven months of actually you know turning the blueprint into our our little house that you have. <laughs> In your hands now, and, and and the cool thing about this record, there's a thread. It feels like a musical thread, but there's a lot of styles that you're touching on w- within that thread, uh, within the album, I should say. Were there any touch points musically that you were looking at to try to kind of pull it all together like that? Yeah, it's a good question. We when I signed my record deal a, a few years ago, I said I wanted to make the kind of music that Nat King Cole might make today. I didn't know what that meant, and I don't even know if that's what you would hear when you pick up this record, but this is what I meant by, you know, the Mr. really is the representation of what I what I meant by that because, you know, Nat wasn't making throwback easy listening in his time, you know, Cab Calloway, Billy Eckstein. I mean, these guys were making you know, in a lot of a lot of cases, dance music. You know, mm-hmm. we're making fun, popular music in their time. It sounds, you know, it sounds colored with yesteryear when we listen today. But they were they were trying to make contemporary pop music. So I wanted to do that. I wanted to do what whatever kind of music you know still would have like a a, a couch for the voice and the vocal and what, whatever thing could 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 sort of support. Um, a, a certain kind of storytelling that you hear in those great, you know, jazz vocalists, those great vocals of our time. That's that's the kind of music I wanted to make. And so I think you hear that on this, but that that's what that was our inspiration. That's what got us to Mr. That's what got us to the music that you hear today. I hadn't thought of it in the um, the context of like uh, of Nat King Cole. And I, I was thinking of uh, a, was a remix record they put out of him a few years ago that kind of updated the sound and uh it's one of my right. favorite albums you know it's uh, hearing it like that and i'll comment how you you start this record too because stronger magic i thought I, I don't know if you meant to do this purposely and i guess this is the question but how it starts as almost like oh here's a thread to my past you know it starts with that jazzy thing that you might know me for and then that beat hits and everything is pushed forward yeah that was that's sort of the thesis of the whole project you know that that song I, I wanted to open with that tune because I felt like you know I felt like if you if you made it to the end of that tune kind of all bets are off you know <laughs> everything that we do everything that we do after that first tune I think makes sense once you hear it you know it's like it's all contextualized by that first tune for me and that was the other thing the weird thing that happened like up in San Francisco after we'd written the songs I mean what I'll say is I mean it really it really came out as this this really inspired thing because like the order of the record stayed the same for 10 months i mean like that never happened right. you know what i mean right. it, it, kind of the, the the way that it came out of us is the way that it stayed you know we kind of stayed true to that there's one the the last two songs on the record are flipped everything else is exact i ordered it at san francisco after those four days in january and you know just kind of stayed that way but yeah, hearing how you kind of uh, use that in the past and the present, of course, you got the uh, the Cab Calloway uh, hook there and, and Go Crazy, which is one of the most fun songs I've heard lately. I haven't really uh, stopped oh, listening no. to that one. There's a lot of funness on here. There's also, I think, some heavier things going on. You you start the song Standards using the, the Mr. Tibbs quote, and I don't think anybody would put that in there just for the fun of it. Uh, <laughs> what was the mindset there? What was the idea? When the, ti- the, the title is... 
came later. I'll say that we the the record was it had a different title for a long time, and then it's such a long story about how the title changed. But you know, w- once the title Mister came to me, I d- I really didn't know where it came from, but I started to explore what that might mean to me. And I wrote down all these references that I could think of in my life of what it meant. And, you know, I just started finding all these connections and questions really, you know, cause I think if art can, my, my favorite art, I should say, asks questions, makes me ask questions and sort of ponder. So Mr. Tibbs was one of those, you know, was one of those references. Once I had the title was one of those references that was at my fingertips. And, you know, I started to make those connections pretty early and I had a whole lot more. They are hard. The the rights for those things are hard to, to get your hands around, but it was, that one was essential. And so we, you know, we fought for that one. It's, it, it's so short, but it's such a powerful moment. Like everybody knows that quote, you know, and so when that hits, you sort of understand that you're about to you're about to hear something, I guess, uh, okay. more poignant. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope that's the way it, I appreciate you saying that. I it felt it, it felt right to me. You know, there were there were there, there are connections that I'm trying to make and statements that I'm trying to make with the with the with that particular song, with the whole project. I, I'm being cagey about it only because I'll say this, an artist, you know, you, you live with this stuff for so long and you know what it means to you. But my favorite art, a lot of times I find out that it was created on the conscious and subconscious level. Mm-hmm. And so there there are things in it that even I don't understand. There's childhood stuff and stuff that maybe if you if you were on a therapist's couch, you discover, oh, that's why I did that. Right. But, you know, a lot of times the most fun thing about creating this stuff is hearing from an audience what it means to them or hearing from an audience what, what they hear when they listen. So I'm, I'm also super interested in that part of the process, this next phase of the journey where people hear the album and they tell me what it means. Right. I hope you don't mind me pushing you a little bit further down there because I, you know, when I get to the song, you know, the song's at the end, you know, Remember Black and that, that heads into freedom. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to draw a line here that isn't there, but uh, knowing that you were also doing the movie Harriet's, if not at the same time, but around the same time, I did wonder if one informed the other, you know, in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Great question. I do, it's a very strange thing how that happens, how you sort of call certain things into your life when you're ready to, you know, I, I, when I, like when I, after I got married, it was the strangest thing. Like I start, you know, I started getting offered all these husbands, you know, to play all these husbands. When I had my kid, people finally started to believe that I could play a dad because I wasn't. So no, it's, it's a weird thing how that, so how that happens. And so I do, I do think that there are things that I'm pondering right now and things that I'm, I'm considering in my work that for some reason they're coming to me in in all walks of life. I do think I, so. The, the short answer is yeah. I do think those things inform each other. I, I filmed also in the smack dab in the middle of all this. I've shot the Sopranos movie. David Chase has taken the series and wow. made a major motion picture out of it. Young. Uh, it's about young Tony Soprano. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini, plays young Tony. It's a really special thing. But that that the film takes place during the <clears throat> Newark riots. And, uh, you know, without giving too much away, my, there's definitely the, there's themes from this record, uh, you know, that, that I can relate directly to what's happening in that movie. So it's it's a it's a weird thing, man, how that happens. 
Well, again, I, I love how you've done the record. I love how it's all come together. And I point out even moments like the joyful messenger, how those strings and the way it all ties together. I mean, there's such cool things happening all throughout this. And, and you're going to be touring it, right? Uh, is, that's coming up, what, in the, in the new year? It is. It's my first tour. You know, um, people are looking at me like I'm insane when I say I can't wait to get on the bus. But I, I've never done that. I've never gone, you know, gotten on a bus and gone from city to city. So, yeah, we're we're excited. We're going to play small rooms a- around the country. You know, we I've done quite a bit of performing since leaving Hamilton, a lot with symphonies and orchestras and stuff. So we're playing these beautiful halls and performing art spaces around the country. Um, but with this record, we're going small again, and we're trying to cre- curate really special experiences for small groups of people, you know, because we need to give ourselves time to find this show live. Um, I got, I have grand ideas, big ideas, but it takes time. I'll say it's probably not an accident that, you know, three years after leaving Hamilton, um, within a month of each other, Mr.'s going to be, Mr.'s released um, Anthony Ramos's album just came out that I love so much. David Diggs just put out a new clipping album that I love so much. It, that also happened in a really organic way, but I think that it took us all a moment to kind of clear the slate and figure out what we wanted to do next. You know, that in itself took a moment. Then it's like, well, how am I going to build that thing? And so we're kind of all coming into maturation at the same moment, which right. is pretty pretty awesome. Now, I can't wait to see one of these shows. And Leslie, thank you so much for the conversation today. Congratulations on Mr. I really appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks. Huge thanks. Leslie Odom Jr., the uh, brand new album is called Mr. Also look for him in the Harriet movie and apparently, as he said, the upcoming Sopranos movie as well. And thanks to you for checking out the episode as well. If uh, if you haven't already, I hope you do hit the subscribe button to keep up with us. Uh, we release uh, new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Would love to keep you along for that ride there. And if you're already a subscriber, uh, hopefully you can get inspired to uh, give the series a rating wherever you're listening from right now. Uh, maybe leave a review or just something in the comment box. Would love to hear from you as well. And after that, head to WFPK.org. That's where you'll find me Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. That's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith, Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.